You'll call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that Rodian Radio is live up in this biatch. biatch. You got it locked on Rodian Radio. Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Eze is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh, boy, he's down with us. Toddy B and Spade, they're down with us. My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us. I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from. Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum. My name is Dre, listen while I play. And by the way, I'm also down with NWA. Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us. Slanging funky tapes, it is a must. We're number one. Welcome everybody to Rodian Radio episode 99. And before I introduce my special guest tonight, I uh, got some minor announcements I gotta make. Once again, if you wanna go ahead and order those um, mixtapes or those hard copies, go to documentary.com. Go ahead and order them. Uh, they're available there. If you wanna order the High C album, it's available there as well. Uh, our merch store is open. Once again, if you wanna go ahead and order some shirts as well. Um, I want to thank everybody who tuned in for Freaky Tales. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to Freaky Tales Podcast, or if you want to follow us on Freaky Tales Podcast on Instagram for future content. Um, other than that, I'd like to give updates about the Chicano Rap documentary. Once again, many of you that have tuned in uh, uh, through past episodes know that we've already started filming. We just keep it on the hush-hush because there's people out there that like to take people's ideas. So that's why we don't post nothing up because I'm not giving anybody shit. Okay, so uh, anyways, if I got any more announcements, uh, we'll share them during the break. But without further ado, please allow me to introduce my very special guest tonight, baby girl. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for coming. Um, you know what? Um, I know it's Sunday. I, I, was, I almost said Wednesday. I know it's Sunday. <laughs> it feels like Wednesday. Yes. How was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Uh -huh. I worked hard. <laughs> and I've had today off and yesterday off, so it's pretty chill. Okay. I hung out in West Hollywood last night. I'm, I feel good about my weekend. It was good. That's was dope. Fun. That's dope. And I know you stay busy doing music as well, too. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I know that's one of your passions, one of yes. your Yes. That's dope. That's dope. So now uh, you told me you had a fun or cool or calm weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, on your days off or, or when you're just relaxing, you like to watch anything. TV, Netflix, documentaries, whatever. This, this is going to sound so funny. So I don't usually watch that much TV. If I do, I'm on like Netflix or Hulu. Um, I got into this show called Selling Sunset. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but I'm really into like real estate and interior design stuff. And so I've been like binge watching this show called Selling Sunset. Mm -hmm. It's just about like... This huge realtor company in, I think it's West Hollywood, Beverly Hills area. Um, but there's like so much drama on the show because it's a bunch of girls and like mm -hmm. the two owners are guys. It's it's really fun. I, I watched it because of all the beautiful mm -hmm. homes, but okay. then I didn't realize how much drama was in the show and it sucked me in. So now I'm like, oh shit. Kind of hooked. <laughs> yeah, I am kind of okay. hooked, yes. And is that on regular TV or? Yeah, uh, I don't know if what channel it's on. I have no mm -hmm. idea. 
but I just started watching it on Netflix, and there's three seasons right now on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. I started watching something, and I think a lot of people, it's kind of like what's trending on Netflix, the American murder. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't it's, watch it. <laughs> it, it, it. You know, like, my thing is this. I had a, I turned it off, like, twice because I, I got, like, I think it's, like, about an hour and 10 minutes long, and then what happened was... I watched maybe like 30 minutes of it and I, I turned it off. The next day, I watched another 10 minutes of it, I turned it off. It was just, if if you love kids, you're oh, not. Oh, no. See, I can't. Right. I would get anxiety watching the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, right. So now, I know we got the Lakers playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Are you a sports girl? Okay, not really. Mm-hmm. My dad raised four girls to try to be sports girls okay um but we're not i will watch it with him whenever he's watching it but mm-hmm. i just say that i go for the lakers because my family goes <laughs> for the lakers so it's something like that okay. but i enjoy going to games i've been to like a few basketball games so i enjoy it okay but i don't really follow it that much. you never played any sports growing up i did okay i actually played basketball uh-huh. in fifth grade um and then i played softball Throughout, like, middle school, mm-hmm. a little bit in high school. Um, and then my 10th grade and 11th grade. Oh, no. 9th and 10th grade, I, I was a cheerleader. Okay. <laughs> yes. And what did you like better, basketball or cheerleading? Um, I like cheerleading. Because I was the girl that was getting thrown in the air all the time. Oh, all right. So, all right. Yeah. That's I enjoy dope. cheerleading a lot. That's dope. So, now, yes. where, where are you originally from? Where did you grow up at? So, I grew up on the borderline of... Eastside Torrance, Carson, and Harbor City. Okay. So I'm like right on the border of everywhere. I um, actually went to school in Redondo mm-hmm. for a couple, like from, I would say middle school, elementary school to a little bit of beginning of high school because my mom's actually a teacher for mm-hmm. Redondo Unified. Oh, okay. Um, but I grew up in like Carson, Harbor City area my whole life. Mm-hmm. I just went to school at a different area. Um, yeah, my family's from Wilmington, but I... And I kind of grew up a little bit in Wilmington because I was always at my grandma's house. But, yeah, so I identify more with, like, Carson, Eastside, Torrance area. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. And, and what elementary school did you go to? <laughs> I went to Washington Elementary School. <laughs> <laughs> it was – it's in um, – Redondo. My uh-huh. mom's actually a third grade teacher at that oh, school. Okay. So she wasn't your teacher, was she? She was. She, she was, was? Actually not my full teacher, but in third grade they had where mm-hmm. they would like switch social studies and science. Uh-huh. So I had my mom for, I want to say social studies. So I just had her for like wh- like an hour every day. Oh. And okay. I was only allowed to call her Mrs. Camacho. Could not call her mom. It would slip out a lot <laughs> because I'm so used to it, but. Did, yeah, did I did have her. She was showing favoritisms. No, no, my mom did not show favoritism. If anything, she was harder on me than any other kid. Really? Yes. Now let me ask you a yes. question. Nobody has to know. Mm-hmm. Were you a good student? Hmm. All the teachers loved me. They okay. did, but I was just—I was super talkative. I loved—I um, loved being social, I guess. But so they were always telling me to stop talking, like in class, but. I feel like I always had the teacher's, like, heart sometimes because they were just, like, I'm, I'm just always talking and mm-hmm. so outgoing, I guess, in class. But I don't think I was a bad student. Oh, okay. okay. I don't want to say good because I don't really know, but I don't think I was bad. Okay. I was yeah. bad. That's why I asked. <laughs> I got bad in my later years. 
in the guys. Okay, okay. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Growing up at home, you say four sisters or four girls? I have three sisters. Three sisters. So four of us total. No, no brothers? No brothers. So your dad never got to get the boy? No. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. I was his boy. Really? Yes. I'm like his little boy. Okay. But you didn't get to play football, though? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I played flag football, actually, really? in like elementary school. Don't really remember much of it, but they would have flag football like during recess and lunch, mm -hmm. and so I would always do that. But okay, okay. Yeah. Now, growing up with your mom and your dad, mm -hmm. what type of music as a little girl would you say you grew up listening to, or like what would your mom and dad play, or maybe what would your sisters play? So, my older sisters would be playing like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, the old school Alicia Keys. Um, stuff like that, but my parents, they played like Zap and Roger, Mary Wells, like Brent and Wood, all like the oldies but goodies type stuff. Okay. So I really love, I still listen to that now, like on the daily, uh -huh. um, more than I listen to like n today's music. I just still listen to the old school stuff. Okay. So I grew up with all that. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, were you ever a, uh, I know you like R&B slash soul music. Mm -hmm. Were you ever a hip hop fan? Did you grow up ever listening to hip hop? Hmm. I wouldn't, not really, no. Okay. Not really. Cause I always just went based off of what my sisters would listen to or mm -hmm. what my parents would listen to. Uh -huh. Cause we would do like cleaning the house on Saturdays or Sundays and they would just be blasting like Brent and Wood or Zapp and Roger. And I just feel like I, love that so much and now when i'm listening to it it brings back so much nostalgia that i'm just like oh I, I i barely listen to anything right now like that's going on right now except okay. for like summer walker or sizza or kehlani or bryson tiller those are like kind of the newer artists i listen to now but i on the daily i'm listening to mary wells radio or zap and roger radio oh wow yeah wow. now now now, now what do you think it is possibly about rap that just never drew you to it? I like it. Uh -huh. I do like it a lot. But I feel like as an artist and individual, I'm super um, emotional. Okay. And I love melodies mm -hmm. more than I like just the spitting part of like rap. So I just feel like anytime someone turns on like a melodic okay. artist or something, I'm more, more drawn to that. Mm -hmm. But I, I still would listen to rap like, a bunch of amazing rappers on my label and I love them. So, okay. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Now say, uh, I had to twist your arm and ask mm -hmm. you who are, if I had to ask you three good rap albums that you might've listened to, they don't have to be necessarily new. They could be, but um, just say, Oh, you know, I like this album. I like this album. And I like this album. If we're going by albums, I can't even tell you okay. because I don't, Okay. What about artists? Artists, Nipsey Hussle. Okay. That's like my top because I just feel like his lyrics are so poetic in a way. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that. I love just, again, going back to like emotion and like just revealing everything. So okay. I would say Nipsey Hussle. Um, I, a newer rapper that kind of got back into, not back in the scene, but is now in the scene is his name is Blast. Mm -hmm. BLXST. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but I really love his music. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really. Takashi69? No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. She's here. No, fuck. 
No, no, not at all. No. Okay. Uh, now, let's just say I, maybe I, you may have more choices now. Mm-hmm. Give me your possibly top five best R&B albums or R&B artists. Okay, R&B artists. Okay, let's see. Um, this is a very hard question for me. <laughs> uh, and they don't necessarily have to be like in a row. Like- Alicia Keys. I really love Alicia Keys. I remember being like 12 or like 11 or 12, and my parents had this white expedition that had this crazy like rate like cd thing in the center console and it would pop out and we put all these cds in it and then you would put like what track it's on and it would always be all these alicia keys albums i don't remember what the albums are called because of how long ago it was but i just remember alicia keys sticking out to me till this day i love her but i listened to a bunch of her older stuff right um who else Aaliyah, obviously okay um but now, like, newer artists, I love Kehlani. I've followed her since I was, like, or since she was, like, 18, turning 19. Uh-huh. So I've kind of seen, like, her whole growth as an artist. Um, I would say she's one of my favorite okay. R&B artists right now. Sade, you, you're a Sade fan? Yeah, I listen to her. I do. Okay. I love her voice. I, I love Alicia Keys, too. Yes. I think, as a matter of fact, Alicia Keys' first album was probably the last CD I've ever bought. Really? Okay. To me, her first album was the best. I mean, I loved even the second one, you know. Mm-hmm. But to me, the first one was the best. And again, I like, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Sade, I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then it was somebody else. But um, there's just so many, so many great artists. I'm a huge Tina Marie fan. Okay. You know. Yes. Um, I know you mentioned Mary Wells, of course. Yes. It's classics, you nice. know. Yes. Um, now, let me ask you this. Amy Winehouse. I don't know why I didn't even... Bring her up, but Amy Winehouse, I love her. Okay. Yeah. Now, you like rock music? Um, I will listen to any genre. Okay. But I don't, I don't really just put on rock music just to listen to it. My sister, one of my sisters growing up, my second oldest, she listened to Screamo growing up. And I was like, all right, I think I can rock with this. <laughs> this is cool. All right. I would just like hear it playing out of her room. Right. But no, I don't really listen to rock music that much. Unless it's playing a vibe to it, but... I don't okay. really. Okay. Yeah. Now, around what age would you say you started to sing or oh, or, or um, um, write or possibly just start singing cover songs? Is that pretty much how it Yes. Okay. So, my mom, my parents will tell you that I've always sang my entire life. Mm-hmm. I remember being like four or five. Okay. And I don't know what anniversary it was for them, what year it was, but I made a song for them. And my aunt had recorded it for me. It was like a video. And it was just like, you know, I don't even remember who sings it, but it's like, it's your anniversary. Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. Okay, yeah. Okay, yes. That's So I just sang that behind something. And I was like four. I don't know. So I started singing and like humming at the age of like four. And I started doing covers at the age of like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I remember being like around that age, like maybe 10 or 11, where I would go on YouTube and listen to, her name was Christina. She she passed away in 2016. She was like a famous 
uh, cover artist, a singer. Uh-huh. I, she she passed away at a shooting. Uh, she was at a concert and really? someone shot her. Yeah, and she was like this big YouTube star. She was on like The Voice, I think, at one point, and oh. she passed away. But she was the one who I'd always get on the computer and like beg my mom, like, "Can I please go on YouTube and like watch this girl?" Because she was amazing. Right. She would like play the piano. Um, so I started doing Adele covers, actually. I okay. remember doing Adele covers at such a young age and putting them on YouTube. If you search up my real name, I <laughs> probably have so many embarrassing videos on YouTube. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started doing covers probably at like the age of nine or 10 or 10 or 11, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, did any of your sisters ever try to sing too? My little sister. Okay. Yes. But she's, she's, I feel like she's more of a rapper, if anything. Okay. Yeah, she's dope. All right. Yeah. Is she rapping or no? No, she's not. She doesn't take it seriously, but she can sing. She can sing sing and she can rap for sure. She writes a lot. She's like such a poet. In 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 like high school and stuff, she did like creative writing, and then she actually wrote a play, and it was being played in another country. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what country or what the play was even about, but this happened like last year. She wrote a play during school, and the. Who, whatever poet came to like teach him one day, he ended up taking her script and they made a play out of it. And it's playing in some country right now. So it's pretty cool. She's uh-huh. only 20. Really? Yeah. Wow. She's now, dumb. you um, ever play any instruments growing up? <laughs> this is going to be so funny. <laughs> yes, I played the saxophone. Really? Yes, I still have it. I could probably still play it. Um. But I was in band in middle school, and okay. so I played the saxophone for like you were three in band years. Camp? <laughs> I went to band camp. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I played the sax. Now, do you still play around with no. it? No, it's still sitting in my room. Uh huh. But I've, I have not whipped it out to like play with it. I remember when I was a kid, I was given a violin, and that thing sounded like it was crying. Oh, <laughs> the most violin. It horrible. <laughs> I, I thought it sounded good, but everybody was like, "Please." What about Stop. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not a terrible. It's so funny. Uh, so now, around what age would you say that you decided to take singing? Like, okay, I think I may want to do this. Seriously, okay. Seriously, I think when I was sixteen and a half, seventeen years old, is when I wrote my first actual song, mm-hmm. like from start to finish, and recorded it in a studio. Um, it's not even out right now. It was called It's Crazy. I actually pulled it from stores okay. like three months ago or no, maybe like a, like seven months ago. I actually pulled it just because I said some things in there that I just felt like I didn't, that's not me today. Okay. So yeah. I just pulled it, but I, that was my first song I ever did was when I was like 16. Okay. Um, I tried to take it seriously kind of, but as a 16-year-old who was kind of getting into trouble and stuff, my mm-hmm. mind was somewhere else. Okay. So I knew I had the talent. Everyone around me knew I had the talent, but I just wasn't ready. I actually did The Voice at 16, and I passed, like, the first two auditions. And then I got scared. So I didn't go to the third one. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, okay, let's back up a little bit. Okay. Two things. Yes. You had a song when you were 16. Yes. And, okay, who produced it? Did you just, was it just a cover song? Was it? Uh, oh, my gosh. I don't remember. The beat I got off YouTube. Okay. Um, okay. Were these original lyrics? Yes. I've always writ- wrote my my own lyrics. So no ghostwriters? No. 
So nobody twenty years gonna say I wrote all her stuff. No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, so it got released. You said you pulled it out because you grew and you pretty much figured. Yeah, it, there know. was just some language in there I don't think I should have used as a sixteen-year-old. So okay, I just pulled it. Okay, so now you do the voice. What encouraged you? What motivated you to to do it? My to, mom. Yeah, that's what. My I mean. mom, because we would watch it like when I was younger. And I was always constantly, like, in the hallway. We had our computer, like, desk in the hallway. And I was constantly in there, like, doing covers. And my family would just, like, walk in on me. And I'd be, like, so embarrassed. But I was always doing that. As soon as I got home from school, I was uh -huh. always recording myself doing something dumb or, or singing. And my mom was like, why don't you, like, send a video into The Voice and, like, try? And I was like, oh, okay. So originally I did it just... To kind of do it, I never thought in a million years that they would be like, okay, yeah, you're going to come to this audition and now you're going to do it live in front of like three judges. Like I didn't think that that was going to actually happen. Right, right. So it was definitely all the encouragement I got from my parents to do something like that because okay. I'm, I'm still very shy and I get nervous easily, but I feel like at that age, I was so scared to sing in front of people, mm -hmm. to just show my talent or anything. I would choke up on stage, forget lyrics, because I just have so much anxiety. Right. So that happened. I made the first round out of 10 people in my group. I was the only one that made it. Okay. Uh, just some yeah. little questions here and there. Uh, when you went, where did you go? Was it around here? It was at the Staples Center. Okay. So you went to Staples Center. Was there a lot of people? Or oh, just my gosh. There was thousands thousands of people like American Idol right just like that just like that go lines going everyone having their ticket and like going in like it was huge there how, were so many people did you have to wait for that like for your turn um I think I waited like an hour okay mm -hmm. and so uh do they tell you like what are you going to sing or do they give you what to sing no they don't give okay. you what to sing you have to pick out three songs I think it was like three songs before you get in there mm -hmm. and just like practice them or whatever um, you had to send in a video before okay. so they can give you confirmation like, okay, yes, you are allowed to come to this audition. Mm -hmm. So they had to kind of get like a feel for your personality and like okay. the way you sound. Okay. Um, and then I was able to go and I just had to wait like an hour because they they organize you into these rooms and all this stuff. So okay. it's like a big thing. Do you it still have that video? Oh my gosh, I... My mom probably does. I couldn't, I could not pull it up right now. There's like pictures on her Facebook and stuff like that, but. She posts that up. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, it was, it just came up on her memories not too long ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So now you go in, there's your turn. Uh -huh. uh, how many people are in front of you? So there's three judges in front of me and then there's 10, including me, mm -hmm. contestants. So okay. there's people on this side of me and this side of me just waiting to like get up in front of the room and sing. Okay. So. I was the last person so to get called to. So I was so like, oh my God. You go up there. You're nervous. You're terrified. What do you sing? I sing At Last by Ada James. Okay. Yeah. And, and and how long do they give you? Like a verse or seconds? Yeah, they or? gave me... For all the people that sang in front of me, they only gave them like a verse or maybe they cut them off like half of the verse. Oh, but wow. they gave me a whole verse and a hook. They wanted to hear And I was like, wow, okay, I'm scared. Uh, I was like... My knees were shaking because I had to, like, stand up. It was so nerve-wracking, but I cried. I cried as soon as they were like, you're amazing. And then I got sent back out, and my mom is, like, sitting in the back, like, watching. All the 
the people who were trying out, they had like one person come in the room with them. Uh-huh. So all like the parents or like the supporters were sitting in a couch in the back. And I can just hear my mom like choking up crying because she never, I don't think she really thought like her daughter out of all these people that came from all over the world right. would have gotten the opportunity to do something like that. Yeah. So she cried a lot and I cried. That's dope. That's <laughs> yeah. dope. Okay. So now uh, you made it through round one. When is round two? How soon after that? So round two, I th- believe it was like two weeks after that. Okay. So I had to get ready to sing. Is it less people or still the same? So round two is where I lost it. I, because there was cameras everywhere, like video oh, okay. cameras everywhere, and it was more scripted. Okay. So by doing that show, even at 16, it made me never want to do another show like that again, because I saw how they kind of tell you what to do. Okay. And instead of me being like my true authentic self, they were going to tell me exactly how I had to act on the show if I was to make the show. So there was all these auditions before I got on the TV show where they turned their chairs. Can, can, can you kind of give us an idea of like what they would tell you? So because I'm so shy, I walked on the stage like, thank you. like, And I had no, like, I wouldn't say emotion. I don't know. I just didn't have any character to myself because I'm 16. I'm so scared to be in front of these now five five judges and there are cameras all over me. There's lights in my face and it's just me and my mom. And my mom, I could see it. She's like, oh no, my daughter's going to lose it. Like she's not going to make this one because she's so frantic and scared. Right. So I just wasn't comfortable. I got through like one song and I kind of was like, I got I can't do this. Like, I, I'm going to cry right now in front of all of you guys because I'm so scared to do right. this. So then I just never went back after that. I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that I did this. I feel like I let you down. But she totally got it. I, at least I got that first experience to say, like, I tried out for The Voice and I made the first audition. Like, I just feel like that's pretty cool. So so the second one, you didn't make it or that's what you just... So that one, I just kind of quit. Oh, I see. I probably could have made that second one. But right. after my second song, I was like... I'm way too nervous right now, and I'm going to fucking lose all the lyrics I have in my head. To that. <laughs> it was so scary, but I was 16. Uh-huh. I was young, going through a lot of bullshit at that time, so right, right, right. my head just wasn't in it. If well, I did it now, maybe I would have been down. But you learned. But yes, yes, you I learned. learned a lot. Yeah, you get to grow I learned from a lot. That's yes. dope. That's dope. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and press pause right there. We're okay. going to take a 10-minute break. We're going to come back. Okay. We're going to talk about all the new stuff you got coming out. I know your Instagram is up, so I encourage everybody to follow you on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and blow her up uh, mm-hmm. and follow her and check out her latest uh, content. I know you got new stuff coming out. Yes. Okay, cool, yes, cool. So uh, once again, everybody, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Let them know that baby girl's in the motherfucking building and we'll be back in 10 minutes. Uh, be back, don't fuck around. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 99. And I'm not going to waste any more time uh, because we're having a dope conversation. So, mm-hmm. uh, once again, baby girl, ¿cómo estás? Everything good? Bien. Okay. Very good, very good. Okay, now we talked about the voice. On the second part, you pretty much just said, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Where did you go from there? Like, what was your next step? Did you decide to take sinking serious? Did you wait a while or? I that... waited a while. Okay. A lot of crazy events happened in my life from that point to now. Okay. I barely started taking music seriously last year. Okay. And I think it was 
December, uh, literally last year, like the last month, so December. Oh. I barely started taking this all seriously last year. <laughs> um, and I just feel like, I don't know, I, it took me a while because I had to grow up in order to like get to where I am right now because I just, I really was not ready, even though so many people around me were like, you're so ready for this. Like, you have such a beautiful voice. Don't waste it. Stop wasting all of your talent because I was I was wasting it so much from the age 16 to to now <laughs> no I wouldn't say till now because I have a three-year-old I don't know if you know but before she was born that's when I wasted everything so from the age 16 to 20 okay is when I was just in the like darkest times of my life and I was just wasting a lot of my time my talent so I feel like in a way my daughter brought all of this back out of me and she just made me realize like, wow, I'm not like a shitty person. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a great mom, I feel. And she just made me want to teach her how, like, if you have a dream, go after it. Don't yeah. listen to anybody else if they're telling you, oh, you're a mom now. You can't do this, this, and this. Um, I just want to teach her like, if you have a dream, go after it no matter what, no matter what. So right. I just feel... Like now I'm at a better place in my life where I have I have the right mindset to take all of this seriously now. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, since you brought up, um, you know, um, having a dream, I always encourage everyone that comes here or, or just people that I meet that says, you know, I have a dream and I want to do this. If you're going to have a dream, I encourage you to dream big. Yes. Uh, the, the, don't don't ever be like, well, as long as I can get my CDs at the swamp right. meet. Right, You know, no, dream big. You know, right. even if nobody believes you. Believe in yourself, mm -hmm. okay? Because believe me, there's times where uh, when I started up this podcast, everybody was telling me, don't ever go live. Nobody would tune in. That's what people were telling me. Nobody would tune in. Was like, for reals? And they were like, yeah, dude, uh, it'll be like, you'll just probably have maybe two or three people. And that'll be embarrassing. And I was like, wow, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, but I did over 60 podcasts in 2019 where they interviewed me. And uh, I think only two of the people that I did podcast for went live. And when I looked at the numbers, I think they had like 28 people, you know, and I thought, okay, that was pretty mm -hmm. cool. You know, now here on an average night, we average between 800 to 1,000 people a night. Yeah, and that's amazing. a slow night. That's, that's a slow a, night. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think the most we ever had live, I want to say was over 2,500. Wow. You know, and I always tell artists here because I do get some artists that come here cocky and they want to show off that they're hard, you know, that they're tough. Uh, when's the last time you performed in front of 2,500 people at one time? I've never done that. Yeah. So uh, my, I did like my school talent show when I was in 11th grade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never performed my own music. I have never performed that. Like I said, uh -huh. last year is when I started to take it seriously. And then we were hit with COVID. Yeah. So I have yet to perform. Which, really? Yeah, I have not performed any anything yet. Well, COVID has cock blocked everything. It, it fucking did. <laughs> it sure it, did. It, everything. And it sucks because I know a lot of my, my friends that are artists, DJs, promoters can't do nothing. No. You know, so, uh, but at the same time, let's take this time to like, Work on music, mm -hmm. do what we love, learn a new hustle. Right. And, and it's not how you come out of it, but it's how you go through it. You know, exactly. I know people that are doing nothing right now because of oh, the COVID. They're just hoping it ends soon. And then when it ends, I'll get started again. You just wasted time. Exactly. And uh, time is something you will never get back. Exactly. So, so now you decided to take it serious. So 
What was the first step in taking it serious? Did you start writing? Did you have beats? Did you call people? Did you have producers? Fill us in. So I started writing. I, I feel like I started writing is not the best way to put it because I've always written my entire life. Right. I will always be in my notes, like writing down lyrics that I think about or writing songs or writing poems. I feel like my type of writing is I write poems and then I turn it into a song because I... I usually write something and then I'll try to find a beat for it and put a melody to it. I'll just start writing, 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 writing. And then that's how a song forms is I'll find someone who wants to make music or a producer or whatever. And then that's, I'll put all my lyrics to that. Um, so I wrote a song, All In, mm -hmm. featuring Don David. And originally he was not on it at all. Okay. Um, I don't know what it was that made him reach out to me. But he reached out to me, I think, in, like, January, maybe, of this year. And he said, hey, I have a song that me and my friend want you to be on, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you what I put out for him to say that. Maybe it was, like, me doing covers. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay. But so he asked me to be on a song with him. Okay. And so then we met. And after that day, I was like, Wow. I haven't been in a studio in so long. Like, this is exactly where I want to be. Okay. So, kind of, COVID kind of came into my favor a little bit because okay. I was able to sit with myself because I wasn't working or anything. So, I was able to sit with myself and figure out what exactly I wanted to do with my life. And I knew I loved making music so much. I was kind of submerged into the music industry last year um, through past relationships that I had. And it kind of sparked that interest in me in me because I had I was going into so many studio sessions with this person and like just being around so many artistic people and I was like wow why was I so afraid to do this back then but yeah. I think it's because I wasn't surrounded by creatives yeah. I was just surrounded by people who were doing normal things normal jobs so I got very nervous whenever I would try to like sing in front of people because I didn't feel comfortable in the space I was in right. but once I got more submerged into that industry I was like wow this is fun this is actually fun I'm not nervous anymore to do this so I'm gonna take it seriously mm -hmm. I'm just gonna start writing and getting into the studio as much as I can I have like a mini studio at home okay. that I can just like record on and then like send vocals out or whatever but so I kind of just okay, pushed so, myself to do it. So he calls you or gets in touch with you yes. and says, so he already had the music and everything? He, yeah. So he had already had a song that he wanted me to be a part of. Okay. He sent it over and then I did the song with, with him and then all in, I had already had it written and he wasn't supposed to even be on the song. But when I showed it to him, he was like, oh shit, this is dope. I was... I told him, I was like, I would love for you to be a part of it if you want to. So then we ended up making that sick-ass song. And now, yeah. after, since then, I'm like, oh, I love doing this. Like The adrenaline I got from that right. day is what has sparked everything from then till now. Okay. So you do this song with him before All In, right? It's yeah. So that one is called Sitting Bull. It's on, okay. it's on everywhere. It's and with and what was the response that you got back once it was released. So we actually, so this is funny. We actually released, oh wait, actually, Jaime, you're going to have to answer this question. I don't remember if we released Sitting Bull before All In or after. I think it was after. Okay. But okay. that's how he got my attention. He's like, I want you on this song. So we did that song and then me and him worked on 
All In. Okay. Who produced that song? All In, I got that beat off of YouTube. Okay. So I bought it from a producer. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was nice. I liked it. Thank it, you. Thank well, you. that was the one that, because I saw Jaime share it, and I think he tagged me on it. So I reached out to him, mm -hmm. and I said, who's this? And he said, oh, this is my artist, and you know, started to brag about you. And I was like, dude, that's a winner right there. Hell yeah. Like, uh, honestly, that's a winner Aww. right there. And I, I, I could tell you that I said, I want to get her on my show. Like, I want to get her on my show. And we made it happen. And that's why you're here. I thought your voice was so unique. And I liked what you were saying. It was just like so different. And I like different. Thank you. Now, those lyrics, did you write them? Yes. You wouldn't lie to me, would you? No, I would never <laughs> lie. I was sitting on a rooftop in LA mm -hmm. in this beautiful apartment complex, sitting on a rooftop at the pool by myself, tanning. And I was listening to this beat. And that's where I wrote the whole my whole two verses and hook and then wow. i was like oh my god i think this is like actually a really good song actually this sounds dope so then i brought it to my friend's attention who was the one who kind of like submerged me into the uh -huh. artist world um and he was like this is amazing this is so dope like let's get you into the studio and that never really happened um, he was super busy with doing his own stuff and I never wanted to like interfere and be like, okay, let's record my music because he's right. busy. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then a couple months after that is when Don David hit me up and he was like, look, me and this guy have this song and we really love your voice. I think it was because I posted snippets of me just like singing. Okay. Um, and so then ever since then, Don David was like the one to like bring me to know thyself mm -hmm. and I met everybody and I love them all. And I'm so happy to be a part of the That's label. Dope. So, yeah. Uh, Jaime will probably won't tell you, but I've been knowing him since he's been like eight years old. <laughs> I <laughs> did not know that, actually. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, I've been knowing Jaime for a long, long time since he's oh been a little boy. Oh, my God. Uh, since was he, he was a little shit? No, he was, actually, he was actually a pretty good running back, too, number two. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. For the Wilmington Pilots. So, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, But now, okay, so now that song comes out all in. Yes. What was the response that you got from that? Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing, amazing response. So we actually dropped that song. And then I think it was like four or five months after is when we decided to make a music video for it. Oh, okay. So it wasn't, we didn't drop the vi visual and the single at the same time. Um, when we dropped the song, we got such positive feedback from so many people. Like his following gave me so much feedback, my following. I had 725 followers mm -hmm. in the beginning of January. And then I dropped that song and then I jumped to like 1,500. And now I have 2,100. And so I... And that song is like the best song that it that I've dropped because I have the most streams on that from every platform. So we got amazing feedback. And then when once we dropped the video, everyone was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we got and I still get to this day amazing feedback from that song. So no, that's like, well, like I said, that, yeah, that's the one that that's got my, my attention. Yeah. But I didn't hear it when it first dropped. I heard it when I saw the video. Okay. See, mm -hmm. and that just goes to show you that why visuals are very important. It's very important. I got so much. I feel I got so many more followers by the visual because yes. they never heard of me before. They never heard the song and then they heard the song watching the visual. So I, I feel like it kind of got them more interested because they got to see the artists yes. who were singing yes. it. Yeah. And that's important. So, and I encourage everybody listening, uh, 
I know her IG is popping up. Go ahead and follow her on IG. And when we post up this uh, video uh, on the description, your IG will always be there as well. So, oh, awesome. so you and the next artist where people can just continue to follow Dope. you guys, you know. Awesome. And uh, so now that song comes out. It does, it does great. It mm -hmm. does good. Uh, sad thing is this COVID thing, you messed the things yeah. up because I do believe you could have been performing. I want you know? to perform so bad. Um, whether that means I have to be in like a little garage and just homies come, like I would love right. to do that. Okay. Um, but I want to, cause mm -hmm. I've only ever performed like covers and which it, it's fun. I always love to sing, but mm -hmm. I feel like I would have so much more confidence and a better delivery if I'm performing my own music. Cause right, right. it's my own lyrics. How could I forget them? I mean, I actually shouldn't say that cause I'm, I can forget sometimes, <laughs> but okay, okay, you know what? Now let me ask, let me ask you something. Uh, Can you sing some of those lyrics right now? <laughs> to all in? Yeah, just maybe okay. just a couple of little bars. Yes. I was sitting by the pool and I saw my whole world and you was in it and I was thinking what if we did it because I'm with it, I'll admit it, boy. You just hype me up. It's about damn time that you wife me up. I'm up early in the morning like that Starbucks. Now I'm grinning ear to ear every time I look up like <laughs> oh, oh. I like you. that. Thank you. I like that. So now that song is out. What song comes next? Because I saw, I think, one more video thing that Jaime has sent me. Yes. So actually, after All In, Sitting Bull came out, which was the song Don David yeah. had hit me up about before. Um, and then I released a single called Sad Lullaby on my little sad shit for a second, um, which was dope. There's no video for it, but. I have like little clips from a day that a videographer took of me and I tried to like put it together in a video, mm -hmm. but I just never released it because it was just kind of like not supposed to be an actual video. We were just like messing around. Yeah. So I never released that, but the song is playing on all platforms. Um, I got a lot of good feedback from that one too because a lot of people who were in relationships or just were in a breakup, they identified with that song very, yeah. very well. And then after that, I dropped Itty Bitty, which is a very wild sexual song. Um, I can tell. Yes. And the video is amazing. Mickey Vision did mm -hmm. the whole thing. He's amazing. Um, so that's the latest that I have out right now. And I'm working on actual a very soulful, soulful song with... Um, YNG, I don't know if we've ever heard of him. He's on our label too. Okay. Um, it's it's a beautiful song. It's called Forever. Okay. And it's gonna be played at every single wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah. So that's what I'm working on right now. We have um, a really dope song with a crazy visual. It we don't have. I'm not gonna tell you guys the name yet, but it's like a KTS out um, anthem. No, they self anthem. So we're all on the song. And okay. we just filmed a visual for it. It's really, it's really dope. That's is that the one? Really uh, I thought I saw some pictures on a bike. Yes, it's a yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, the BMX video. Yes. Okay. It's gonna be super dope. That's dope. That's mm -hmm. dope. I, I'm glad you you sound really excited about what you're doing. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, so you drop single, single, single. Is there an EP album or any? Yes. Fill us in. Yes. Uh, so right now I'm actually working on a solo project. So it's gonna be. Me, uh -huh. on every single song, no features. I want to drop an EP with at least five songs. Okay. Um, 
But I probably put more on there because the five songs are already done, and I oh, have so okay. much more to say. Yeah. But it's going to be a very personal project. Um, just very emotional, just kind of representing who I am as an artist, not only as an artist, but as an individual. Right. So it's going to talk about a lot of things that I went through, the present, the past, the future. So that's what I'm working on right now. I don't have a release date at all for that. But I okay. also have another special project that I'm doing with someone. I can't tell you yet, though. Okay. So it's a surprise. But well, so two big projects I'm working on right I now. I want them to follow you on Instagram yeah. so you can keep everybody up to date. Yes. Okay. You know, everything yes, that's now. Sure. Um, producers, who are you working with, or are you just buying beats still? Or no, like Restless Beats. Okay, amazing, amazing producer. We also have Omar. Um, so those two are who we're really working with. Mm -hmm. I'm working more closely with Restless right now because he's okay. more R&B and soul. So I'm working very close with him right now. He's gonna actually produce all the songs on my EP. So. I'm working with him very closely. Okay. Yeah. So now, if somebody would ask, and I know you just covered it, mm -hmm. the genre of music that you, that that you would be titled under would be R and B and soul. And yes. soul. That's dope. Yes. That's dope. Now, um, it sucks because, like I said, nobody can really perform. Nobody can really do anything right now. You know. I know. But at the same time, uh, it kind of worked out for me too because people get to stay home and listen to me. Exactly. <laughs> this COVID shit has. It has its up and ups and downs, but it also has like a little bit of light for everybody in a right. different way. So yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Now, are you open to work with different producers or or uh, like let's just say somebody uh, contacts you and says, "Hey, you know what? I heard you sing. Mm -hmm. I have this track. Who can I talk to to give it to you? Are you open for stuff like that?" I'm always open for that for stuff like that, but I'm very very picky. No, you have to be. I am so picky. Yes. But I'm also I I feel so bad for people when I'm like, "No, I don't really want to." So sometimes I just like leave them on red or not even open it because I'm like, "I don't want to hurt your feelings." And tell you that I would never be on that. <laughs> but so I'm just very picky, but half the time I just send them to Jaime to deal all the little business stuff. Right. But yeah, I'm always open to mm. new producers, new artists. I love networking. I love meeting yeah. new people. So I'm always open to that. Well, um, if things were open, I would have told Jaime would it take you. You can network and meet people that mm -hmm. I know in the industry. Jaime probably doesn't know this. Maybe I didn't mention it to him, but uh, that one snippet track of All In, I was so impressed by your voice that I sent it like 20 people. Oh. Like I did. I just followed well, it. And here's what I said. Tell me what you think. Nothing else. Not, not, I didn't say like I know her. Yeah. I just wanted to know what you think. And not one negative response. Oh, my goodness. Not one. Everything was uh, her voice, her voice, her voice. She got a dope voice. I think she's dope. I think this. I think that. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just wanted to tell you that, that now that you're here. Oh, thank you so, so much. All positive uh, responses. You know, That's amazing. That yeah, makes my heart so warm. It is. You know what? And, and I like blessing people with the truth, you know? Yes, yes. And a lot of times, if I'll give an example. I have a good friend. I think he's a dope rapper. I really do think he's a dope rapper. I love the dude, but he played for me his album, and I could not feel one song, and I'll mm -hmm. tell you why. I need you to be very picky about the music you can sing because all of those beats, because he got them cheap, he just rapped over them. Yeah, and I can't do that. They didn't even match him. Mm -mm. And 
his lyrics are dope, but I'm like, dude, I'm not going to dance to your lyrics. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? I need right. something to bow my head yes. to. And I was just listening. I was like, I just ain't. And it really disappointed me. Yes. And I said, because you settled, mm-hmm. you know, because you didn't have enough money or whatever. It's like a relationship. I feel like the beat and your lyrics need to, like, make love for someone to, like, fully vibe out to it. Yes. I, w- I could never just sing on a beat just because I got it for, like, this price. I have to feel the emotion in the beat before I even try to lay anything down. Right. So I think that's where my pickiness also comes from because mm-hmm. I have to be able to feel mm-hmm. the beat. So, You, you know, listening <clears throat> to your lyrics, do, do you ever think, like, maybe I'll try to kind of rap a little bit? Yes. If you've seen or heard Itty Bitty, I rap at the very end. Okay. Have you heard it? Yeah. You know, I saw it and I stopped it and I called him and I told him it was, you know, it was dope. Yeah. I didn't finish. So, so yeah. So it's crazy because the two first two verses are kind of, uh, they're dope. They're super, super dope. But personally, my favorite part is the rapping part. But oh. there's like a little break in the beat before I get to the rapping part. So I feel personally like a lot of people might stop it before they get to that part. And, I feel and, like that might be happening. Okay. But I'm just like encouraging people, like, don't, if you have to skip through the first two fucking verses, yes. fucking skip. Like, go to the rapping part because that's my favorite part. I love the way, my energy. I love it. And you know what? I stopped it. You did. See? I, it's just, so it's, it's, it's normal. It's normal. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't offend me because I would have stopped it too. No, well, I, I heard the verse and I stopped it and I just said, hey, man, this is dope. dope. He'll even tell you, and I won't even look at him. I go, encourage her, bro. I said, encourage her. I said, she had a dope voice. I yeah. said, and so a bunch of the songs that we're doing with the label, because we're going to come out with an album, um, I am kind of rapping mm-hmm. on a majority of the songs because okay. it's just more of the style of the album. But right. yes, okay. I am singing in some of them, but I do okay. rap. So yeah. uh, you're working on a soulful song, you said. Yes. So can the fans expect something this year? Yes, 100%. Yes. Okay, cool. And then possibly Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year. I know you don't have a date, an EP. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Now, uh, I know we're coming towards the end of our time, but I wanted to ask you, is there anything I should have asked you, anything you want to bring up, anything that is worth noting, anything, Jaime, that I didn't ask or you want to bring up? Just so. watch out for the 9744 album. Yes. That's it. Yes. Okay. Watch out 444 for the 9744 album. Already, baby. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, other than that, um, anything you want to promote? Anything you want to say? You just want to give <laughs> shout outs? I want to shout out my mom. Okay. I know you're watching this, and I love you so much. <laughs> um, my family, everyone, part of Know Thyself. I know you guys are all watching, and I'm so thankful to be a part of your guys's team our team thank you Jaime for everything that you do for us and me I couldn't have asked to be a part of something more like this is like our family I always say this to people if a label reached out to me and asked to sign me I would turn them down because I don't want to go I would rather stay here and grow with everyone I'm not even kidding so I'm so grateful to be at where I am and thank you for having me (laughs) That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. You know what? I, uh, hopefully, and you know what? Well, let me say this. Dream big, okay? Yes. And I wish nothing but the best for you. Thank you. Uh, I wish that you would have a long and prosperous career. Thank you, you so know? much. Thank you. Uh, um, 
like I said, uh, I just have nothing but good things to say about you, your talent, your music, and I just can't wait to hear the rest. And I am going to go back and listen to the rap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. What inspired that song? <laughs> okay, so what inspired that song is, I mean, probably any girl could probably identify with this. They go through a breakup, and they have an extreme glow up, and they realize now that they're so, like, happy and good on their own, that ex-boyfriend is coming back and trying to like talk to them or see them. And like, I know you miss me, but this is who I am now. And like, just like basically just kind of flaunting like my, just my new image kind of. And like, I know you're looking at me kind of, and like, I know you miss this, but so it's, that's where this all stemmed from. Okay. Yeah. So I know you miss this, but there's no coming back. I don't want to say that. I mean, <laughs> For me, there's no going back to that. Okay, okay. But you want to leave that open? I will, I'll leave that open for whoever wants to put the the song, however they want to take it. Dope, but dope. yeah, baby girl, thank you very much. Thank okay? you so much for having me. I just me. want I you to so make me one fun. promise, okay? Yes. That when you blow the hell up, you get to come back. <laughs> of course, of course, I'll come back. Okay, dope, of course. Dope. Thank you so much. Okay, for everybody, me. we're gonna go ahead and take a ten minute break. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go take one of them long ass eight ball pisses, and uh, mm -hmm. we'll be back with our guest very special guest dalia coronado is in the motherfucking building so make sure you call somebody take somebody slap the shit out of somebody we'll be back in 10 minutes welcome to rhodium radio and i am your host tony a the wizard we started a gofundme page because we need you to help us meet our goal and our goal is to release a chicano rap documentary and we need you to be a part of this everyone who contributes will have certain incentives offered to them for an example i'll name one your name will be on the credits of the film everyone who gives everyone who contributes uh their name will be on the credits that's just one thing that we have to offer it but yet if you read the description you see other incentives for your contribution if you've seen the rhodium mixtape documentary you will not be disappointed with this documentary shining light on chicano rap the Chicano culture. It is something that can be used as an educational tool uh, now and in the future. So once again, help us meet our goals so that we can start production. And remember this, we have a voice and we will be heard. Welcome back everybody to Rodium Radio episode 99. Wednesday, we will celebrate our 100th episode with a very special guest, and I'm going to wink. Very special guest, okay? Um, you guys saw Freaky Toe's podcast at the commercial break. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Freaky Toe podcast on YouTube and subscribe to Freaky Toe's podcast on IG and follow us there for future content. Once again, our merch store is open at documixery.com, documixery.com. Anybody wants to come on Rodeo Radio, once again, allow me to remind you, submit your music, not to my inbox, not to my DM. I don't click on links on the DM or on my inbox, okay? So do not do that. Send it all to rodeonradio at gmail.com. You should be able to see that on the screen. Give us time because when you get about 50 emails a day, it gets tough to listen to everyone. I get people telling me, hey, when are you going to listen to my music? Give me time, okay? We'll, we'll work on it. We'll get you on here. Um, other than that, um, 
the hard copies for those of you that are still interested in hard copies for the the mixtapes for the high c album you can go to documentary.com order them there and we'll get those to you in a timely manner please allow seven to ten business days from the day that you order them okay people call me two days later after the order where's my cd give it time okay but we're good uh without further ado please allow me to introduce my very special guest dalia coronado what's up what's up what's up how you doing good good and you man I'm good. Um, I'm kind of bummed out because the Lakers lost today. It's all good. We let them win. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's funny because I told my homies, I said, oh, you know, they'll probably, Miami has to win one for pride. Right, you know, that, right. That, that was it. Yeah. The next two games, they're, they're done. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's just it, like that. Yeah, it's just like that. It's a wrap. So, uh, so now, Sunday, how is your weekend going so far? So far, so good, man. I, you know, just got done with um, another interview. Shout out to um, DJ Gaff and DJ C. What's up, man? I know you're watching. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm here. I'm doing good. Life is good. I'm healthy. And that's it. That's Hey, hey, that's dope. I like yeah. that. You know, when people tell me, how you doing, man? You know what I like to say? And I'm serious when I say this. As long as I'm not dead in jail or in the hospital, I'm blessed. Right. Right. You know, I'm blessed. You I know. second that. So, um, other than that, my weekend's going good. I say you're a Laker fan, uh, football fan. Um, you know what? I've been lagging on football a bit, but I do root for my Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I know people are gonna hate what I'm about to say. <laughs> as long as you didn't say the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> uh, so Pittsburgh is dope. I like. Roethlisberger is still the. I think still quarterback. The quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about baseball? Baseball, I don't watch much, but I'm always going to root for L.A., so Dodgers LA. all the way. Dodgers, Dodgers, yeah, yeah hell yeah. Uh, um, so I'm excited to see the Lakers win. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and speak it into existence. We're going to win, and there'll probably be no parade. So <laughs> it'll be a Zoom parade. I don't know, man. L.A.'s <laughs> kind of crazy, so there uh, might be. <laughs> uh, so uh, let me ask you this. On a day that you have to relax and you're just chilling at home, what do you like to watch on TV if you have the time? Do you like movies? Do you like documentaries? Do you like many, you know, docu-series? What do you like to watch? Well, um, I have a daughter that's about to be two. So I usually watch, you know, kids shows, trolls. Baby Shark? Uh, <laughs> Baby Shark, <laughs> yes. A lot of that. And I mean, the list can go on. I mean, I like watching movies. I grew up, you know, going to Blockbuster and stuff like that. So Blockbuster. Yeah. It's like a thing of the past now. Yeah, huh? man. We used to have a collection of like VHS movies. Mm -hmm. Sick. I used to own a, like, I would maybe say about four, between four to 500 VHS movies. DVDs came out. I yard sold all my VHS. <laughs> I got all DVDs, and then eventually uh, I bought. I got rid of my DVDs and got all Blu-rays. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So that's what I. That's what I did. So I like watching a lot of movies, but lately because of this whole COVID thing, mm. you. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Yeah, you know. So, um, anything good on Netflix you seen lately at all? Netflix, um, actually, they just came out with, uh, I think they put Set It Off on there. So I, I, I oh, think that okay. was the last movie I seen on Netflix. I've been like on Hulu more. Um, actually, I seen um, this scary movie called Jezebel, and that one's crazy. Jezebel? Jezebel. You have to watch it. It's, it's On Netflix? It's on Netflix, I think, yeah. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Okay, speaking of scary movies, mm. um, did, is there, you ever seen a movie called Veronica? Veronica, why does that sound familiar? People I feel like saying I have. It's one of the scariest movies that people can't see at all because it's too scary, supposedly. 
Really? <laughs> That's what I heard. To me, the scariest movie I ever seen was The Damn Exorcist. You know what? To be honest, man, I'm a chicken shit. Like, if I watch, <laughs> if I watch scary movies, I'm watching it with somebody, or I'm watching it in the daytime. I cannot watch scary movies. Okay, give me a movie that fuck with you, like got you all like, oh no, hell no. I got like turn in the this beginning. Off. I think when I was younger, I've watched. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh shit! By Rob Zombie, bro, that shit fucked me up. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, man, never again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about movies like The Conjuring, or do you ever watch movies like uh, Insidious? Do you ever watch those kind of? Yes, yes. You know, it, and Insidious, it actually didn't really scare me as much, but it was more like uh, the storyline was more intriguing, okay. um, rather than than actually the you know, ghosts popping out and stuff. But uh -huh. I liked Insidious. It was okay. pretty dope. Okay. What about, uh, now, oh, you know, let me ask you this. Where did you originally grow up at? Uh, Culver City, Mar Vista Gardens Projects. Okay, okay. Mm. Uh, uh, born and raised? Born and raised. Born and raised in Culver City. So, yeah. That's dope. Culver City, stand up. Hey, that's right. <laughs> right here. That's dope. I see how he's standing up. Yeah. He stood up on the chair right now. Get a handstand. <laughs> Dope, dope, Culver City. Uh, so now, um, growing up in Culver City as a little girl, what type of music would you say you were raised with with your family? Like, what would your either your mother, or your father play? What were you raised with? Wow. Um, I mean, the list can go on. Uh, my mom was very like into music, so she collected like CDs and tapes and stuff like that. Uh -huh. I mean, she even has like some of your your stuff, your mixtapes no from shit. the Rodium. Yeah, oh, she damn. told me. I know. I was just like, damn, you know him. She was like, yeah, I used to have his mixtapes. I was like, okay, yeah, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> not even. But yeah, I mean, we grew up listening to everything from like ska to metal to you know hip hop rap reggae i mean everything in between everything. yeah oh you know what i think mm. your mom reached out to me on facebook no way yeah. she she yeah she's on facebook yeah she goes mom. Uh, th that's my daughter <laughs> blah 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 and i was like oh dude like, yeah. yeah how you doing mom so yeah <laughs> yeah shout that's, out to mama and my family watching at home they're dope. watching yeah. that's dope okay so now um any instruments growing up um instruments my my aunt actually got me a Casio piano and mm -hmm. I was, I mean, I swore up and down I was going to be a singer when I was, but I mean, I don't have the voice. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I do not have the voice. <laughs> like, like what kind of songs would you say you would sing? Mostly like, I don't know. Like pop. Titanic like song? No, no. <laughs> no, actually I was into like uh, J-Lo, Gwen Stefani, like No Doubt, you know, okay. like Ska. Um, so, you know. Gwen Stefani was one of my biggest like okay. inspirations growing up. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Mm -hmm. At what age would you say you were introduced or you were intrigued by hip hop by rap? Oh, that's easy. Like thirteen. Thirteen years old. So before yeah. then, it was just like you said, ska music and it was just the variety of music. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thirteen. Who would you say you were most intrigued by? Whether it was a group or or a or a single artist. Uh, Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash, I wanted to be a DJ. <laughs> no. I really wanted to be a DJ. And I asked my dad, I was like, you know what? I want turntables. I want two techniques. I want everything, like the whole setup. And um, at that time, you know, we didn't really have the funds. And my dad was like asking around for his homies. And um, it never happened. It was crazy. That's a crazy story. But yeah. Um, okay, yeah, okay, Grandmaster okay, Flash. okay. Uh, <laughs> you just rocked my world Threw you with off, that. my yeah, dad. Yeah. No. Uh, because I have a story to share with you on that. Uh, but I want to know, how did okay. you hear uh -huh. about, or where did you see Grandmaster Flash? My my pops put me on. Um, it, it started off 
very like um, him showing me like mixtapes and stuff like that. And then he was all like, he told me, he was like, but you know, hip hop kind of started, you know, in the East Coast. And I was like, what? And then he like broke it down, you know, like, you know, in the Bronx, like, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, damn, that's crazy. And then I started looking up, you know, at that time, YouTube was barely popping off. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, so you can, you have the whole world at your fingertips. So I was just looking it up. And um, I came across some, yeah, some break beats by him and and stuff like that and performances. Uh Wow. Okay. I went to New York a couple of years ago, and I went where DJ Cool Herc lived when he threw the first hip-hop party no ever. No way. Yeah, I, got, I took pictures. I took fit footage. I took everything. Uh, I have a friend that lives in Harlem, my boy DJ Toro. Mm-hmm. Um, he hosts us a show called This is 54, 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. And um, he blessed me with the interview on that show, took me, you know, uh, Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem, everywhere. Okay? Yeah. And uh, now, let me back up to my inspiration of wanting to be a DJ. I was a youngster and I saw Grandmaster Flash on TV. No way. Yeah, I want to say that I was um, in junior high school. Mm. You know, back now it's middle school. So yeah, you see, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like very old, like, you know, when dinosaurs used to <laughs> no, work. I, you know. My mom talks about it all the time, so I get you. Okay. Yeah. So I saw on TV how mm. he's picking up the needle, he's turning it, boom, comes over here, picks up the needle, flips the record over, puts it down. He's mm. real smooth. Yeah. And then he turns around and then behind his back, he moves the fader. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> jaw drop <laughs> yeah like it just it blew it rocked yeah. my world and i was like what the hell is that yeah so i went to school and i was talking to one of my buddies and i said i saw this one guy on tv named grandmaster flash mm. and he goes i got his record and i said you got a record and he goes yeah he goes watch after school i'll run to go get it i'll bring it back and you can borrow it okay yeah. so i was like okay like what is he doing he goes oh he's scratching so at that time, I didn't see him scratch. I right. just saw him put the needle on the record, uh-huh. flip it over him, and he just looked smooth doing it. Right. So I said, well, what's scratching? He goes, uh, I, I think it's when you go forward and backwards on the record. Right. So I said, okay. So the record was called Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel. That's what it's oh, called. Oh, yeah. So he gave it to me, and I remember, I, you know, we had the old school swamp meat uh, uh, stereos, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put it there, and then all of a sudden, it was like, say, a say. I say, I say, I say one for the trouble, two yeah. for the time. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he stops it. And then he does good times by Lishik. Yeah. Good, 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 good. So I was like, okay, my life just changed. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to find out more mm. on what this art of scratching was. Mm. And that was the my introduction to DJing. So I understand how you felt right. when you saw what you saw. Now, yes. it just trips me out because growing up, and I think Javier even knows this, we rarely saw girls DJs. Mm. You know, rarely. I think the only girl DJ that I ever heard of was Salt and Pepper's DJ, uh, Spinderella. Spinderella, yeah. And, and I can't even say I actually ever saw her DJ, but right. we knew she was on stage on the turntable with mm. Salt and Pepper. But that is a trip. So, okay. So you see Grandmaster Flash. So you say you want to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um. How did you go about pursuing that? Did you ever get your turntables? Uh, what happened? Um, so, from what I remember, it never happened. Okay. Um, front, fast forward to like a few years, and I had met uh, who is now my fiance, mm-hmm. um, and he put me on. He he used to have this this. Well, actually, we still do. It's a Newmark um, little turntable, and it 
it comes, he got a, a Bluetooth fader so you can practice scratching. It's, it's like portable. It's a portable system. Okay. You can take it anywhere and you can practice scratching. And um, that's where I kind of started off. I sucked at it um, and dropped it right then and there. <laughs> I mean, like I practiced a few, I mean, a few times I went live on Instagram, you know, and I just felt like it wasn't my thing. But really, mm, yeah, unfortunately, wow. I feel kind of bad now, <laughs> you, know, you know, see, here's what here's what I like to tell people when people say, you know, because back in the day, you came up with your own scratching. Mm, okay? Yeah, like you had that signature style, that signature scratch. And uh, every, everybody had their own style. Today, I think, in my opinion, all DJs sound the same. Right. They're all doing the same scratch, you know, they're all crab scratching and flickering their fingers, making mm. UFO noises. <laughs> yeah. I get it. That's cool. That's what's then. Back then, it was a little different, okay? Now, um, people used to always tell me, well, what made you come up with that scratch? And I always tell everybody this. If you hear it here, mm -hmm. like if you hear it, you could do it here. Right. You could. You, yeah. you could have to emulate what you hear. If you hear a chip, 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 now you just got to work at doing right. what you hear you know um like i think it was mix master ice from utfo he mm -hmm. had a scratch ch -ch -ch -ch, uh, ch -ch -ch, uh, ch -ch okay yeah that sounds so familiar. everybody bit that shit yeah you know <laughs> but um but everybody had their own style i just think if you want to continue to pursue djing you got to have your own style right. don't sound like everybody else be different mm. your rapping skills are different okay <laughs> thank you so, appreciate it okay so now uh you know for the people that uh, may know who you are or may not know who you are. Number one, I know your Instagram is popping up. People can follow you and I encourage everybody to follow her uh, on Instagram. Support her, okay? Um, in Culver City, well, what elementary, junior high or high school did you go to? Um, elementary school, I went to Braddock Drive. Middle school, I went to Marina Del Rey and high school, I went everywhere. <laughs> I went everywhere. to like six or seven different high schools. Okay, why? Um, fights. Mm, mm, I don't want to say it's more like a. They all had different reasons. Okay. So okay. Yeah. see, the reason why I ask because I interview a lot of people that say, "Oh yeah, I got kicked out of this high school, this high school," and I'm like, I was trying to get kicked <laughs> out and they never got kicked out because I didn't want it, you know. Yeah. But oh well, uh, I got suspended a lot. Yeah. And detention a lot, a lot of paper pickups. Yeah. You know, so I have a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> Funny story. One day I ditched so much, so much. I think it's when the semester changed, you go to different classes. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I showed it to one of my old classes. <laughs> yeah, and then they said, oh, no, you got to go uh, go get a, like a, what was it, readmit? I think that's what they used to call it. Back to Something. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in there and I say, yeah, you know, I need to get back into my classes. So how many mm -hmm. days were you gone? I don't know, like a month and a half, I think. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah, I think I think my worst. I mean, the first time I ditched, I, my mom's probably laughing right now. Um, I was in elementary school when uh -huh. I ditched. Elementary. <laughs> Look how quick you looked up. The hell? Yes. Okay. So I had to break it down. Okay. So I went to this after-school program called LA's Best, right? Uh huh. And you um, were the best. <laughs> and then um, my brother at that time was in middle school, and the middle school is right by the elementary school. It's like a block away or something. So my brother was avoiding to go to school, so he talked me and my sister to ditch with him, and 
at that time, my mom and my dad were, were getting divorced. So my mom had to get the locks changed at the house. And then, <laughs> and then uh, we stayed at the house for like, what was a week? Um, and then my brother would drop us off at our um, after school program right when school ended. So that my, when my mom picked us up from school, she thought that we were at school all day. Okay. And, you know, eventually she caught on and then one day she found us at home when she went to go change the locks <laughs> and wow. we got the ass whooping of the year <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, i always like to say when i got my ass whooped uh by my mom i had every ass whooping coming because i was a badass kid and i say that shamefully now but back then i thought it was tough you know yeah but my mom used to beat the <laughs> hell out of me you know, yeah. I, I think we're missing uh, kids getting whipped today because today they put them on timeout mm, or, yeah. or they just take away their cell phone or their laptop or right. whatever. Yeah. Back then it was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, of course, we yeah. need to bring that back. I know, right? Rewind that back. There's so, some, there's some people that need it. Yeah. Okay. So at what point would you say, okay, no, let me ask you this before mm. I ask you about your, your rapping. Um, what would you say are your top three Five, if you want, but your top three West Coast albums. Ooh, shh, okay. Um, I like 2001 by Dr. Dre. The Chronic. Um, the yeah. Chronic, yes. And then probably The Dog Pound okay. and West Coast City G's. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Now, are you a big East Coast fan? Yes. Okay. I am. Top three, top top five, East Coast album, any years, any years. Um, not albums, but I can tell you artists, artists okay. that I love. Definitely Rakim, Mos Def, and oh, there's so many. Um, take your time. City Boys. <laughs> City Boys. This one. Um. Probably just the Wu-Tang Clan in general. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is it you like about Rakim? Lyrical. Yeah. Lyrical. What about KRS? Your KRS? Oh, hell yeah, dude. KRS one. I um actually met him a few years ago, and I took a picture with him, and I lost that picture. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it wasn't on a cell phone? Or it something? was on a cell phone. It was on my um on an iPhone that I had, and then we went to the Crush Groove, and then okay. it, I dropped it, and it was never seen again, so... Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, I've seen him in concert maybe like three times, but the last time I saw him, it was here in LA at Delicious Vinyl Pizza Block Party. Mm. He performed for free. Like he just went up oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. dope. He, he went up there and pretty much he, he had a guy beatboxing and he would rap. A guy would play some instrumentals, almost like like he just showed up and he, like, fuck it, I'm a rocket. Right. You know, you know, that's, that's dope. So that, that was dope. Um, to, to me and my fans know, everybody that comes to Rodian Radio knows that. To me, the epitome of hip-hop, when it comes to just hip-hop in general, is Rakim and KRS. Mm. That's, what, that's who I grew up with. Yeah. That's what I love. Um, and to me, by uh, if I'm correct, by all means necessary, uh, the BDP uh, KRS album, mm -hmm. to me, that's my favorite album of all time. Second will be Rakim's debut album with yeah. Eric B and Rakim. Oh, and Nas, album. too. Nas was yeah. sick with it. Illmatic. Yeah. Definitely yeah. one. Uh, it's up there. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about like Biggie and Pac? You a fan of those guys? Of course. Of okay. course. All day. I mean, Biggie, he was, he knew how to rock the mic. He knew how to rock the people. But Tupac, all day, he just spoke real shit, you know? Yeah. So, okay. I, I mean, it's, if I had to choose either or, of course, Pac, you know? Okay. West Coast all day. Now, now, now let me ask you this. Now, because you name a lot of artists 
that obviously had albums possibly before you were born. Mm. Okay. And I noticed a lot of the artists you shared are older. Okay. Like if we will, like you said, Rakim or Wu-Tang, uh, they're at least what, 20 years old or mm -hmm. years ago or whatnot. Um, I'm kind of wondering why didn't you name possibly a new artist that may, might have been out within the last five years. Is there anybody out today that has caught your ear? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard because I don't really listen to newer music. I mean, if I do it, it's by chance, like okay. listening to the radio or it pops up on my, you know, my Spotify or whatever. But um, I would, I mean, lately, I think it's been like Benny the Butcher. Um, and I like, I mean, he's not really a rap artist. Um, but I like, I, I forget his name and I feel like that's disrespectful. Um, shit, do you mind if I go on my playlist real no, quick? Go, go, go and, because I do, I do have it on here. Take your time. And, uh, because yeah, I wouldn't want you to butcher his name. <laughs> <laughs> it is, fuck, dude. That's okay. Whatever. Uh, uh, now, uh, um, do you like the state of hip hop today? Um, I, it's, it's a, it's in a, it's like in a shaky kind of movement at this point because of just everything that's been happening, yeah. um, politically. Um, but I feel like it, there's definitely room to, for improvement. Okay. And, um, and I feel like we're, you know, hip hop always pulls through, so yeah. I'm not worried. Okay. Now, so you didn't get the turntables. No. Okay. You say you tried it out and you kind of gave it, gave it yeah. up. What inspired you to move into the realm of rapping? <laughs> You're going to laugh. Um, I actually wanted to be a break dancer after <laughs> I became a DJ. Yeah, man. Really? I used, yeah. Were you pretty good? Mm, I was able to do um, what they call a drill, which was you spin on your head okay. really fast. I was able to do like maybe two or three spins on my head. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I, I was more into like, um, flipping, like tumbling, okay. um, doing backflips and stuff like so no that. So no windmills? Uh, I tried doing a windmill and I fucked up my arm pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad you were at least honest. I know. You know? Yeah. Now, did you ever battle anybody? The what? Did, did I you? battle anybody? Yeah. Um, mostly just the smaller kids in my neighborhood cause they were better than me. <laughs> <laughs> what about up rock? Were you good at up rocking? You know, you yeah, oh yeah, dude. I love top rocking. I think um that's like usually when you get into breaking, that's the basics right. before you get into, you know, ground movements and footwork. Right. So top rocking was I mean, I used to go on I mean I even till this day I still watch like um B boy events and I went to uh the freestyle sessions a couple years ago. Um right. it was held in here um at the in LA. I think it's right there on um I forget the name of the club, but yeah, it was a two-day event, and um, I actually bought tickets for one day, and I kind of snuck in the second day. Sorry. Not kind of, you did. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Wow, you know, that, that's so dope. I, I'm, I'm tripping that you just love, like, the old school, like, I guess what we lived, what we lived through. Mm. Okay, now, now, you said uh, a lot of your old school artists you love, you love the old school hip-hop. Today, you said... You know, it's kind of a shaky place. Hip hop will pull through. Let's compare that to breaking. Breaking was in its beginning stages when I was breakdancing, mm. okay? And breaking just evolved and it's just yes. insane now. Hell yes, dude. Like, insane. Like, I mean, you see the craziest thing. Like, I follow this 
Um, his name's um, B-Boy Malish, I think. He's from Russia. And he's like six years old or eight years old, something like that. I mean, this kid's a beast. I mean, he has power moves on point. And I'm just like, damn, like, and I can only imagine, like, what, what do their parents do, you know? Like, right. how did they get into that movement? Right. So I can only imagine, like, they're probably either, like, I mean, they know hip-hop, obviously. Right. They have to. I'm going to tell you something. And I hope he's watching or somebody tells him what I said. <laughs> In the 80s, I went to, um, what's his name, um, Radiotron. Mm. To me, I met the, be the best breaker in the world. It was a Mexican kid named Orco. Orco? That was his name, Orco. I have to look him up. Okay, look him up, okay? He wouldn't stop spinning on his head. <laughs> he, he wouldn't, and he, he was taking off his shoes, and he would bend his body, and then uh, 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 from his back, back to his head, from his back, back to his head, and then windmills. Dang. Stop, and then he would do it the other way, like. Oh, reverse. Yes. And that's hard. That's in the 80s. Damn, so that's So I kept in contact with him little by little, and then I, met somebody that was they i believe they didn't his sister mm -hmm. and this is mid 90s now so he told me hey man you know who's here and i was like remember that guy you thought was the best breaker in the world i said yeah he goes he's right here he's dead in my sister so i said put, put him on the phone i talked to him hey Arco, you probably don't know remember who i am blah 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 but i met you at radio trunk mm -hmm. here's my my point of sharing the story i said did you ever go to new york back in the day you know in the 80s and mm -hmm. he said yep and here's what he told me and i'm quoting him <laughs> I went over there and fucked everybody up. Damn, That's what he like said. that. Oh. Yeah. He said, because of me, they started coming up with, oh, you're only a power move guy. Oh, yeah. And he said, he said, mm -hmm. I don't even know what the hell that is. I'm just breaking. <laughs> right. You know, but yeah, he said, he goes, I got to meet Rocksteady, uh, New York City Breakers. And again, this is what he said. Mm. None of those guys can fuck with me. Damn. But he became a part of those groups. Right. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, that's so, dope. That's yeah. definitely dope. Yeah. dope. I mean, breakdancing is definitely like if I go on YouTube, that's the first thing I'm looking up is like. I know a lot battles. of old school rap artists and old school breakers know who Orko is. You can YouTube them either Radiotron, Orko, and mm -hmm. he'll pop up. I'm definitely going to yeah. look that up. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Poppin' Tacos was, was a pop locker. Poppin' Taco. Yeah, from uh, City Long Beach. Damn, so, okay. Yeah, really, really dope. Uh, um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to press pause right there. For sure, man. We're going to come right back. So, yeah. Okay, everybody. Uh, once again, we're going to take a 10-minute break. I'm going to start drinking in a little bit. So make sure you guys don't go nowhere. Make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap shit out somebody. Let them know that Dahlia Coronado's in the motherfucking building. And we're going to talk about her hat when we get back. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio episode 99. Damn. I got to finish this so that I can hit 100 on Wednesday. Thanks to you guys. For subscribing you know what i'm at i think at 26,000 subscribers uh i hit 25 in less than a year uh so i want to thank everybody who has subscribed who has supported me and who believes in rodeo radio because here is where we shine light on uh up and coming artists or even established artists uh we want to shine light on you and especially to my raza i want to shine light on you i want to see you guys win um this is a platform for you for everyone to come and share your story, your music, and uh, all I want to do is uh, shine light on that, be a part of it, and hope you have a long, uh, successful, and prosperous career. So without further ado, once again, Dalia Coronado. Hey, what's up? Como estas? Good? Good, good, yeah. Okay. So now, you have a very, very interesting background. You could Grandmaster Flash, uh, uh, breakdancing, mm -hmm. okay, we call it uprocking. Top rocking. Top rocking. And then from there, 
Now, in the background, you probably hear some tweakers blowing us some fire. It's all good. <laughs> you know, it's still going on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so then now you decide to take break. Oh, not break. That's wrapping. Mm -hmm. What inspired that? Um. Actually. Um, again, my who is now my fiance, he works for an organization called Street Poets, and he got me into writing poems. And I was very resistant at first. Um, didn't Why? want because to me, I mean, at that time I was like 18, and I thought that shit was funny, and I was clowning them at first, and then. And then it, it kind of drawed, drawed me in, and then they were like, you know what, just write whatever you feel, and then I did, and I, and I spit what I had, it was a very short poem, I don't even remember what it was, and he said, yo, you need to be like, you need to come to the studio, we have a studio, and then... I went into the studio and I was nervous. I'd even have like, I mean, I had this one little poem that I wrote yeah. and um, we recorded that and we did it like maybe 30 takes for this one little poem. And Now, now this poem, uh -huh. I'm sorry to ask, but this little poem, it wasn't a rap. It was just, you were just saying it. Like, yeah. Okay. It was just like me talking about, um, I don't even remember what it was about, um, to be honest. Uh -huh. And then um, he had me recite that a few times. And then he said, have you ever jumped on a beat? And I was like, no. And he was like, you don't rap? And I was like, no. He goes, why don't you try? And then um, I had written something down before. And then I spit that. And then he was like, yo, like, we need to get you on some more beats. And then so we started. I joined this little thing. We made this thing called uh, Soul Felony Productions. And he was like the cameraman behind it. He was, you know, mm -hmm. he produced it and everything. And um, we jumped on that real quick. And next thing you know, I was on SoundCloud, you know, just dropping some, a couple of my songs. Okay. Now, me being a producer, mm -hmm. Javi being a producer, mm -hmm. um, if he didn't know you, we would ask, where did those beats come from? Who produced them? Where did you get them from? Were they just instrumentals? They were instrumentals. He produced them. His name's Art Art Kiros, you guys can look him up on Instagram. He's a very dope producer. Okay. Um, and so we started off, he he gave me a few of his beats. And um, and yeah, man, I, I, I just took it and ran with it. So oh, Okay, so now you were writing poetry. You go into the studio, you were 18 years old, mm -hmm. correct? Okay, so now uh, um, they asked you, you know what, um, um, have you ever tried jumping on a beat? Okay, I'll try it. Yeah. Whatever. They heard you, they, they liked it. Mm -hmm. So now the beats come. How did the rap, the, the writing part mm -hmm. happen? Did that come natural to you? Did somebody teach you? Did somebody mentor you, coach you? Um, it came naturally, actually. Um, I, it, it actually surprised me because I never thought myself to be a writer and I never cared much for it. And it just kind of happened when I started writing more poetry. The more I wrote, it was just the more I let off. And then, yeah. Wow. Because Javi knows. Mm -hmm. uh, we had maybe about a 20-minute conversation when he came to you and I was telling him, dude, I'm going to shoot you some dates. I want her here. Mm. I want her here. Um, I was very, very impressed. And, and I'm going to say this. Females, when they listen to you, they better step up their game. Mm. I'm being real. I'm being 100. Thank you. They better step up their game because I don't think you're fucking around. I'm being 100 with you. Right. Javi knows that. Okay, and and I don't have to gas anybody up. I, I'm not here for that. Uh, we know here at, at Rodeo Radio, we don't dick write any artists, but we we spit facts, mm. and that's facts. Thank you. You know, man. so you got the right producer, mm -hmm. okay? And the last video, fuck, 
<laughs> yeah, we actually had fun on that one. Um, homeboy Sharky let us borrow his uh, 6.3 Chevy and um, it was kind of a last minute thing too. It was just like, you know what, we're just going to shoot at a basketball court. And by the way, you know, me and my basketball, I had to shoot some moves and then, uh, <laughs> and we shot that, you know, we shot the rest of it. It was a good time, man. Okay. So now you start writing, who tells you stop right here at 16 bars or, you know what I'm saying? Who goes mm. through there? Did, did you already know 16 bars? Uh, I didn't know. I mean, it, it was crazy. Um, the way I write, it was very sloppy and messy. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I felt like I did all right for my first few tracks that I, you know, put out on SoundCloud or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, and then actually it wasn't until later um, that I met Javi when he started telling me, you know how to count bars? And I'm like, oh yeah sure and he was like you don't know how to count bars <laughs> and i was just like okay you right and then he you know he broke it down i was like oh yeah okay i got it yeah i remember when i was when i got my first drum machine and sir jinx the producer of uh ice cube told me do not count bars and i was like yeah <laughs> and, and i was lying yeah you know? and he goes and here's what he said one two three four two two three four three two three four four two three <laughs> and i was like oh okay and he goes yeah that's how you count bars and I'm like, all right he goes now give me a four bar loop and i was like oh. so you're I like was uh, yeah yeah do that again <laughs> yeah so i was i was lost but i learned from some of the best and i'm so thankful and grateful that i i was able to learn from a lot of dope people so, so i understand when people start rapping they usually write through the whole fucking song mm. you know what i'm saying and, um, you know, I remember one of the things that I heard Eminem say years ago. He said, when I rap for Dre, I rapped all the way through. And then he stopped, stopped and he goes, okay, you're a rapper, but I'm going to make you an artist. Mm, so there's a difference. That's real. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. He said, then I learned about 16s, right. you know, eights or whatever. Right. You know? So uh, now let me ask you this. You hear your voice mm -hmm. at the age of 18, play it back. Play it back. You hear your voice. Did you like what you heard? No, I did not. I mean, it was, it, it took, I mean, even now it takes a lot for me. I mean, I have to rehear it and rehear it. And sometimes I even have to let the track sit for a while and right. then, and then a few days later rehear it because it's different, you know? Right. And, um, I think it takes some time for me to actually get used to my voice. And even now, I mean, I've only been like, as an artist, I've only been an artist since like what January of this year or February. So, I mean, I'm still getting used to it. It's still kind of like coming See, to me. That's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> that look at okay, everybody go to YouTube, look up Dolly Coronado and subscribe. Yeah. But listen to her. She's lying. <laughs> she is. I'm calling her out on it. Okay. You know, I I couldn't believe that when you when you know I know when you said oh, I've only been rapping since like January. It's mm -hmm. like, the hell? You're lying, you know? Right. But that, to me, that's just how I believe how dope you are. Thank you. So now, you released those songs on SoundCloud, you said. Mm -hmm. What was the response from the people that did hear it? Um, I didn't have much of a following, actually. Like, even now, if you go to my old SoundCloud, it only has, like, I don't know, like, maybe 10 likes or 11 likes. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, it's, it's SoundCloud, so I, I really don't. I mean, I really don't give a fuck, but um, it, it's not until I started taking the music seriously until I started realizing, okay, like, if I'm going to be in it, I'm going to put 110%. 100. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
Now, um, one thing years ago, and and, and I want to share this with you because I want you to have the same attitude when you go into the studio with Javi, and I'm mm -hmm. sure you have. I heard Dre one time tell an artist, if you're going to fuck with me, he said, you need to bring your A game when you come to the studio. Mm. That's what he said. Ain't going to be none of that drinking 40s and smoking weed shit. Right. You're going to go in there and bust your ass when it work. Right. After, we can celebrate. Right. Okay. And a lot of those little nuggets, mm -hmm. a lot of those little quotes that he would say, I learned and I applied to whatever or whoever I work with. Because I know as a producer, I'm a very, very hard person to work with. Mm. Because I want to hear the best out of you. If we do, we, we'll do a verse maybe 20 times mm. until I get the best verse right. out of you. Right. People will say, well, you know, it's kind of the same. No. Mm. You know, many times you have to find not only your style, but your voice. Right. So. Yep. So now, uh, when you had a chance to possibly show it to people, let's just say you pressed up a CD and you said, you know, what do you think? Uh, did you have any of those feedbacks from people that might have said, I think it's dope. Uh, you need you need work or um, you're I whack. Mean I mean, like, are you talking about like SoundCloud or like when you, I start releasing this year? Oh, 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 well, no, no, not this year. I guess when you when you were eighteen, I guess. Okay, and, in SoundCloud. Yeah, and then you um, just started people, friends, right, family. What was the response? Um, it was it was nothing negative. It was always like, yo, like you have potential. Like you, you're gonna go somewhere. Your shit is fire. But it was always like very like just my family and okay. close friends that that okay. were responding. Mm -hmm. What 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 do you think it was that? made you to continue to let me go let me continue to go forward with this mm. uh what, what was the inspiration behind it was it just like i think i can do better um you know what was that yes actually it was it was me telling myself i mean i'm i'm very picky with myself and i sometimes there's these days where i really want to push myself to the limit and when i was rehearing some of the old tracks on soundcloud i'm like bro like I can do better, you know, like, and yeah. so it just led, one thing led to another, so. Okay. You know what? Sometimes we can do a track and we may just say, fuck, maybe I don't have it. Because I've mm -hmm. known rapper friends that have, said, have called me and told me, what do you think? And I, here's what I told them. I think you could do better. Mm. Do I think you have the goods? Like, do I think you have the talent? Yes. But I think you could do better. Right. And I've always encouraged them and I want to encourage you. Uh, many times, don't look encouragement from others, but look for that encouragement within you. Encourage yourself. To, mm. Like, I know I can do better. Right. I know. Many people lack that because many people that I work with, you know, I don't know if I can do this. Um, if I flop, I don't know if I can take that kind of rejection. Right. And they're very, very insecure or should I say worried about what other people think. Right. You know, and learn how to encourage yourself and say, I got this. That's real shit, man. You know, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so now, the SoundCloud days are over with. Mm -hmm. Let's speed up to you meeting Javi. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> so, um, it actually happened. Um, I was taking an Uber um, from the projects to the Fox Hills Mall, and he happened to be in the Uber. And he was an Uber driver. Yeah. So I was just like, damn. Like, actually, when he picked me up, I mean, usually when I get in Ubers, I don't want to talk to the driver. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> like, I'm just going to sit in the back, throw my earphones on, and just be like, you know, an introvert. Your Yoda. Oh, yeah. My up. Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. But um, 
I don't know. This ride seemed different. I think my sister was in the back and we were going to go to Fox Hills Mall. And this fool, I was like, I don't know where the question popped up or or, or how it, it got started. But I remember asking him, like, where are you from? And he was like, yo, I'm from here. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, nah. And then, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it just kind of happened like that. Like he was, I was telling him, you know, that was that around the time I had my new mark set with the mixed fader, you know, trying to scratch and be somebody. And then, um, and then he was like, what? And then he told me after, I mean, it took him a while for him to hit me up. I did get pregnant around that time and, and have my child. So he didn't hit me up till like maybe a year after, okay. but yeah. Wow. And, and of course, you were already rapping at the time, right? Yes. I mean, it it delayed because of, you know, the pregnancy and, and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um, right after my pregnancy, I think I have pictures of me and my daughter, like, in the carrier and I'm on the mic, you know? like And no, I, I just had that ambition to just, like, you know what? Like, even with the kid, like, I'm still going to go chase it, you know? That like, should be an album cover. I know, right? That uh, would be dope. Man. Okay. So now you hook up with him. Mm-hmm. Get into the studio. Are you at all nervous? Um. So the first time this... Oh, you guys are going to trip out on this. Okay, so the first time we were in the studio, uh -huh. um, of course, I had my fiance with me, and it was just Jay. It was just the three of us. And we were sitting there, and he's showing us beats, and I'm digging it, you know? And I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I, you know, we're from the same neighborhood. I have trust in him, you know? Yeah. And he gets a text. And he looks at his phone and he was like, no way, Nipsey just got shot. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. Like 20 seconds later, he goes, he died. And I was like, no fucking way. And it just happened to be that moment that we were in the studio that yeah. that, you know, that news came through. Wow. So it's a memorable yet like it's a bittersweet moment, you know? So it, yeah, man, that was, that was the first time we actually got in the studio and we we're talking business. Okay, so you guys get in the studio, you guys talk busy, you guys square that up. Mm -hmm. What is the first track you guys record? <laughs> this That's funny because I don't remember. I mean, we recorded, I, I know we recorded like a couple tracks and there were kind of like um, starter tracks, kind of like tracks to like, okay, let's see where we're at yeah. and, and let's see where you're at as an artist and, you know, what you can do. And so um, we did those two tracks. The third track was my first release. It was Allen Street Underground. And that one, man, when we posted that up, I mean, I was getting feedback like, yo, who is this? Like, this is dope. And then that's the first time it hit me like, I can do this. Like, I can go yeah. on with this, you know? And so, yeah, that was my first track. Wow. So, obviously, the response was overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. How did that make you feel? It made me feel like, like I was, mm, it's hard to say, like I, I can do more, but I was happy. I was satisfied with the, like so much like gratitude from people that I didn't even know. Yes. And, but also like, like I can do better. Like I heard it in my voice, like, man, like let's go another step further, you know? No, I don't want to insult you. <laughs> no. You do your own writing? Yes. Mm -hmm. For reals? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, Javi Lopez said, hell yeah. <laughs> now, let me tell you why I want to give you so much props for that. And uh, um, the other female that I just had on here, okay, mm. baby girl, she does her own writing too. That's what's up. Because I know a lot of Chicano rappers, <laughs> they have ghostwriters. Oh, no. Yes. You know, so 
I'm just being real. Mm -hmm. And here are some dope, talented, you know, Latina females mm. who are writing their own shit and amazing. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, as a matter of fact, look, look uh, uh, Johnny, put me on this on this uh, camera right here. People watching, if you guys know some dope females and you guys want to um, want them to interview here on Rodian Radio, submit them to RodianRadio at gmail.com, okay? Uh, yeah, RodianRadio at gmail.com. Submit their music, submit them, have them hit me up or whatever, because I want to interview more females. I want to shine a light on females. Growing up, I rarely, rarely ever saw females. The first one that comes to my mind, Yo-Yo, Salt and Pepper, The Real Roxanne, but mm -hmm. they were most, a lot of them, many of them were mostly East Coast. Yeah. Okay. But I want more females because I'm having a blast interviewing you guys. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. The majority of the time I have a dude right here that's trying to convince me that he's a gangster. Mm. I get it. <laughs> cool. You know, I get it, but I'm having fun right here. You know what? You're more old school than the people that I do. <laughs> Damn, that's a compliment. That's I'm a compliment. That close to my heart. You know? and, and if it hurt you, then it hurt you. You know, yeah. but I'm just being keeping it real. So now, okay, so the response was overwhelming on that track. What happens next? If I believe that was earlier this year in January, right? That was February. Fe yeah, okay. we February. recorded January. We released it February. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what comes next after that? Oh man, the magic. I mean, we were like, you know what? We got this response. Let's keep going. Okay. Let's be consistent, you know? And that's where we're at right now. We're, we're, we're trying to be as consistent as we can. So you said the magic. What is that? <laughs> the, 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 vibe, you know, the, the energy. Chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry that, that me and JL have. It's, it's definitely the way I feel. It's like Shaq and Kobe, you know? Like, oh, it's just dope. like we're, we're, you know, we're with it. You know? So when you say jail, you're not talking about J Lo. You're talking about Javi Lopez. <laughs> Javi, Lo <laughs> Javi, Javi Lopez. Yeah, that's dope. that's dope. Okay, so now after that drops, uh, what, what single was next after, after that? Because I know you have several. I know how, how many um, singles do you have total? Six. 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 Oh, that's right. G Funk with a gangster twist. Oh yeah. my god! Fat beat. Boom. 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 I was like, oh, shit. When I first heard it, I was like, shit, this is going to be hot, you know? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Hold on. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> okay. Can you give me that first verse? Is it possible? Do you remember it? It's a G-Funk, Funked out with a game. Big bass bump. Start of an era, I tell ya. G Funk from Pali to the French Riviera. Solid to the slap, the treble and the clap. 90 shit. This a hit like a bar to a bat. Yeah. Wow. That was some wow. shit, yeah. Okay. You guys better be, be, you guys better be applauding, okay? You know, because I have dudes that come here that won't even fucking bust over. <laughs> and you got a girl out here showing you out. Like, Damn. Anyway, before you send me your music, think twice. Okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm having fucking fun. I'm having fun too, fool. This is that's some it. shit. There's some shit right here. Okay. So now, G-Punk era. Javi, what comes next in case she doesn't remember? G-Funk era, what comes after Disruption. Disruption, was it? Dis oh, that's right, because that's when COVID hit. Damn, that's when COVID fucked us over. Huh? Yes, yes. Yeah. It cut blocked everything. Yeah. So I agree. Okay. I agree. So that song was the fourth single. Yeah. Third. 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 Yes. Yeah. Third. Mm. What comes next? Disruption, and then came... 
JL, help me out. We missed a month. We're supposed to come back that month. We missed okay. a month. We, we were supposed to come back. And then we hit. Then we hit with. Damn, Hobby we don't himself. even know. JL doesn't even remember it's himself. Look, man, it's because we're moving too quick. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. tripping on that J-Lo, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> J-Lo, <laughs> JL, bro. Well, uh, I'm going to have to look my next, own uh, shit up. Ambition. Ambition. You know what? You can't be smoking too much weed because that's what happens. Yes, that's what happens. So ambition, you got two more singles. What's next? Then that's when um, I got the funk, right? No, ambition and then progression. It's called pro progression. 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 Oh, that's right. I skipped the whole ass song. Yeah. Damn. So after progression, we have this new song. I got, I got the, the funk. funk. That's the one that we just released. Okay, yeah. I got the funk. So make sure you guys go ahead and look it up. I got the funk. Look up uh, Dalia Coronado. And make sure you guys subscribe. Hit the notification bell button for future yeah. content. Okay. Um, now, out of those six singles. Mm-hmm. Which one is the one that you could say that's my shit? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know what? Oh, I, hold on. To be honest, to be like one hundred, I like disruption only because it gets down lyrically. Okay. Like like straight up like. Oh, we have a remix to disruption. Oh, we do have a remix to disruption that's now available. Link in my it's bio. Everywhere. It's exclusive. Or it's everywhere. It's everywhere now. Ooh, y'all are in for it. It's everywhere. Y'all go listen. All platforms. Now, mm -hmm. will I be wrong to ask you to give us a, a verse off of that? For from disruption? Yes. Ooh, I got a verse like Illmatic. Got these rappers looking panic. Had it with these classic bitches trying to act like they a classic bigger drama. Baby mama so dramatic, like it's just systematic on some woke shit. Heavy, so I smoke. Ooh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. You I think that? I'm a band Chicano rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yo, I'm just Damn. joking. I'm just joking. I got love for everybody, but that shit was fucking dope. Thank you, man. Thank Damn. you. Damn. Like, females, like, <laughs> I want more females on my show. Send them to rollingradio.gmail.com. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. what is in the works now for Dahlia Coronado? We just dropped another single. Are you guys going to continue to drop another single, another single EP? What can the fans expect? Um, yeah. So, our goal right now is to keep dropping singles every month um, mm. just to be consistent. Um, but who knows? Maybe an EP, an album in the future. It's, you know, to be determined. Wow. That's, mm -hmm. Visuals are important because yes. the last video, mm -hmm. even though it might have been simple, mm -hmm. that shit was hard. Yo, bro. Simplicity goes a long way. And that's what most rappers, when they come to visuals in their videos, that they don't understand. They, they want cars. They want this. They want Twerking. that. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, like, Money keep it simple. Guns. And it's just, you got it. You know, like, yeah. straight up. <laughs> okay. Mm. Here's what I didn't see in your video. What? What I didn't see in your video was a red cup, a guy trying to pretend like he's drinking Hennessy. <laughs> I didn't see a girl twerking in slow motion. <laughs> I didn't see you blowing weed smoke at the fucking camera. Mm. Okay. One of the videos. No, no, the no last not one. the last one. Oh, not the last okay, one. Not either. the last one. Okay. It was just straight some raw, like spitting shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I like. That's what a lot of videos today in a nutshell are. Mm. A girl twerking, you gotta have a girl with some big ass flappy booty cheeks, uh, um, you know, a red cup, and, you know, uh, weed blowing and fake money. 
Yeah. Fake money. Fake money. You know damn well they're probably living with their mom. <laughs> I get it. But and, and I'm just being honest because I know some of these guys. Don't forget yeah. the air gun. Oh, they, the yeah, air they, gun. The yeah. air gun. The air gun. <laughs> Flashing. So, I mean, I would rather do a video with like you just did. Mm-hmm. Simple to the point. The talent and the skills are there. That's going to take you a long way right. over somebody throwing money and having a girl twerk in slow motion. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm, I guarantee you that twerk air stink. <laughs> anyways, uh, okay, let's talk about your hat. Oh, yeah. So this is um, the newly released Dalia Coronado pink bucket hat with the purple stitching. Y'all can get it. Link in my bio. Same thing. And um, we even got some stickers for y'all here. Yes. So y'all welcome to take stickers. Okay. Uh, when you guys order anything mm-hmm. on the website, website, I'm gonna go ahead and send those stickers out. So, mm. so they can have a Dahlia Coronado. Yeah. Yeah. So okay now. Shout outs. Oh, shout outs! I got a list. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bro. Take your time. So I want to make a shout out to Soul Felony who got me started on my journey as a rapper. My family who is watching at home. My fiance who always supported me from the get. Uh, Be Real TV for love and support. E Dubs and Silent Giant in uh, distribution. My niece Ellie. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Mama! So I'm sorry, Mr. Party. Um, Javi Lopez for taking a leap of faith. And my daughter Ace Boogie. Mama, he loves you, baby. Ace Boogie. Ace Boogie. Mm-hmm. What inspired that name? <laughs> Her name's Ava's, but um, she's my little big girl. She's she she got moves. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Big spot. Oh, and big spots right here. Hey. Dope, dope. Uh, anything else that I didn't ask you that you want me to ask you or that you want to share? Or right now's the time. Um. Be thinking of something, Javi. Anything? Anything uh, that you want to promote? You want to share? Whatever. So. Yeah. IG. Oh yeah, so you can guys, you guys can follow. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys have it up. Yeah, but so Dalia Dis official, you guys can follow. So felony, y'all can follow. Javi Lopez Vivo. on the beat, and you guys can subscribe to my Vivo channel, Dalia Coronado Vivo. Yeah. Okay. Other than the than the hat, you're gonna be coming out eventually with some other merch. Yes. Okay. Most definitely. Dope. dope. Different colors too. Soon. Dope. Um, let me go ahead and tell you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honestly, man, for the opportunity. Thank your team. Uh, Javi Lopez, JL, J Lo. <laughs> That's just a joke, guys. So, uh, you know, thank you for making this happen, brother. And thank you for being here. Truly thank you been for an the pleasure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my shout outs to um, John Motherfucking Elkins. I want to go ahead hey. and give a shout out to B Scanless, uh, right. uh, DG Media Clips, and. Uh, uh, Bella Lagosi, Boris Karlov, Lon Chain. Oh, that's the wrong. That's Freaky Tales. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so other than that, Dolly Coronado, baby girl, we're in the motherfucking building. Thank yeah. everybody for tuning in. Go Lakers. Yes. Go Lakers. We're going to win this motherfucker. We'll be back Wednesday for the 100th episode of Special Guest. So much love, much respect to a long and prosperous life. Thank you, man. Likewise. You guys be blessed. See you guys Wednesday.